the 49th roundup of the PPC Chat Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, founder of MindSwan, a company through which I aim to share my ideas about paid surge, paid media, and especially my passion for doing digital reporting well through a tool that is already on everybody's laptop. Yes, that's right, it's Microsoft Excel. So if you want a free consultancy about what I can do for you in regards to paid media or just cutting your spend on your data analysis tool, just send me a message at hello at mindswan.com or get to me on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram with the handle mindswanppc. So in this episode, we have Julie Bicini lead us in the topic on filling the funnel, the PPC mantra explored. Um, and I think this is such a great topic as I am a firm believer that it takes more than just paid search to get the customer. When I mean get the customer, I'm not, I'm not just talking about getting them as a customer, actually understanding them, knowing what their loyalty, how to get their loyalty and how to get their money as well. So, cause yeah, that is important as well. So let's get right into it. Um, so yeah, Julie just actually shares our inspiration for this topic by saying I'm working hard on my hero conference presentation and parts of it deal with the funnel. So it seems like a good topic to explore. Um, so getting down straight into question one, she goes, how do you define the funnel when you're talking to clients about it and when, or when you're talking internally about it? Um, so yeah, we've got um, answer one, um, yeah, first answer from Amalia, going whether right or not, we define the funnel as the actions people will take from beginning to end of the buying process with that client in particular from research to lead. Dogar Thomas um, replies to our um, question saying it's a flawed but ultimately useful way to structure script, copy or add sequencing from zero awareness to qualified sales. Julie comes in with her answer saying I tend to define the funnel as steps in the process a potential customer will likely go through on their way to purchase. El Chase um, goes with his answer going, I usually provide feedback on a lot of the marketing activities. The funnel extends from the first time you see the brand to years later with your 1,000th purchase. Just depends where you are talking to the customer on the message or, or purpose. Um, Mali then goes like in, in um, continuation to her answer to question one saying, after writing that, I feel like we tend to discuss it solely in terms of digital in my world and within my team, which arguably is incorrect, but clients rarely give us enough data to do otherwise. Yeah, especially when you actually deal with clients that only deal with you with PPC and they only gave you the insight from a PPC level. It's really important to um, see things from not just a digital level, but from also an offline and online working together kind of level. Mark Gustafson now replies to question one saying, for me, the funnel is a customer journey simplified. We know that a user starts not knowing anything about us and we hope they end up giving us lots of money. That process is simplified into an easy to understand funnel. Jennifer Lash gives her answer going, the funnel is mostly discussed in terms of customer mindset in relation to a conversation um, conversion where top of funnel is equal to not ready to purchase, bottom of funnel know that they want, um, know what they want and are ready to purchase and all of the steps in between. Um, Kirk Williams replies as well saying, I've begun talking in terms of demand creation and demand capture almost two unique groups rather than a funnel per se that is people we get to we need to get interested and people interested who need to convert will be different levels of intent in each though 
Um, and yeah, we've got Julie going, she loves that. So going on to question two, Julie asks, where is most of your PPC work focused? Top of funnel, TOF, middle of funnel, MOF, and or BOF, bottom of funnel. Yeah, and for this one, we've got some really great answers here. So um, going on with Amalia's answer, she goes bottom of funnel, not for lack of desire to fill the top of funnel, but because budgets and client understanding hamper the process. Yes, very hampering over that. Um, Dogar Thomas replies to that, say, um, you can get fancier, but paid search is very bottom of funnel. You're saying you're searching for eggs we've, we've, um, for the best X. Um, display can have other roles, but absolute top of funnel should probably be organic or PR. Yes, and that's why we need all of them to work together because clients can just come in at bottom of funnel. They come in at all stages. Um, so yes, in fact, it's important to bring all the funnels involved. Um, so yeah, curve replies going truthfully, ouch, okay. Um, 2010 PPC was 100% bottom of funnel focused. 2015 PPC was thinking about middle of funnel. 2018 PPC is learning how valuable top of funnel is, i.e. my PPC marketing journey in a tweet and a lot of what I've seen represented in the industry. And yeah, that pretty much sounds very right, Kirk. Stephanie that Annie then replies to question two saying depends on the client's needs, but if done well, you set up a strategy on how to use PPC in every part of the funnel and then discuss with the client about budget, possibilities, focus, and so on. L Chase replies to question two saying it really depends on the client. We may message folks who are receiving a catalogue with different ads. They already received a catalogue. A startup will be top of funnel because they need to build awareness. Most retailers, however, need good ROI, so bottom of funnel is very much a focus. Jennifer Lash replies, going, almost all of our paid search is focused on bottom of funnel. I see the value in top of funnel strategy and think we need to focus more on it than we currently do. Getting buy-in from top of funnel awareness generation has been a challenge. Um, yeah, so then we've got Marcus Tussin replying to um, part two of question one, saying, I think the keyword um, used was likely HubSpot recently suggested that marketing is more of a flywheel than a funnel. I think when we forgot likely part, we, for we force people into our funnel and create bad experience. Um, Lisa Sano continues with answers to question two, saying I'd say historically most PPC focuses on bottom of funnel or demand capture, but budget have been rising to middle of funnel and top of funnel with ability to use better targeting audience device display. Um, Dwayne Brown replies to question two, saying for every new client, we start at the bottom or lowest hanging fruit. That is usually brand bidding, remarketing, retargeting, and anything along those lines. Then we look at what we can layer on that based on GA data. Julie then gives her answer to question two, saying search advertising is largely bottom of funnel. Display and social are more top of funnel with retargeting hitting the good old middle funnel, a middle of funnel segment. Um, and then JD Patty replies to question two, saying top of funnel and middle of funnel, as that's where the growth will come from. And then we've got Haley Dixon um, replying to question two, saying mainly bottom of funnel right now, but we're definitely moving towards more and more top of funnel on paid search. Eric Farmer replies, going currently lots of bottom bottom of funnel, but when a new campaign launches with video assets, a good percentage moves to top of funnel and middle of funnel. 
Um, and then we've got Mark Gustafson replying to question two, saying, I feel like you need to start with bottom of funnel, easy wins and scale out. I think it's critical to ensure your client or boss knows that is your process. Scaling out will almost never deliver the same results you get upfront. That clarity is key. Um, yeah, and then Julie goes on to question three, saying, do client expectations vary based on the part of the funnel you're targeting with a particular initiative? If so, in what ways? And J.D. Prater comes up with his answer to that one, um, going, I wish they did, but it's usually KPIs with a blended average across paid media channel. Um, and then we've got El Chase replying to that, saying, yes, if we're doing more top of funnel, we may have goals of email signups, phone calls, catalog requests. If you are bottom of funnel focused, we need those purchases. Eric Farmer replies to question three, saying this expectations very difficult to manage, um, but it has to be part of the conversation early on, even in-house. Stephanie Arne then replies to question three, saying depends on how online marketing savvy the client is and how clear we've explained and created the strategy. And then Julie replies to question three, saying I make it a point to explain the differences in what to expect based on different types of advertising and where the potential customer is in their likely process. And then we've got Amali replying to question three saying, if myself and my team have done my job right, they do. If we haven't explained it properly or haven't set expectations properly, then that's something we have to own. To be honest though, most of our clients have such a low average spend that it isn't a point of discussion. Lisa Sano replies to question three saying, you have to, ha you have, to have goals to optimize and test. So usually an overall KPI like CPA or ROAS, but then setting different micro goals for different funnel tactics is best. Most clients get that, but it takes some education and trust. Um, and then we've got um, Julie going on to question four, saying, um, I have a lot of questions I want to get to today, so let's keep them mo this moving. Um, next one goes, what do you find to be the best strategies and tactics to use when targeting top of funnel type traffic? Um, but before we get into that, we've got a few answers to question three still going on with John Kagan going, I try to help set the expectation for the client bottom of the funnel. They will likely convert mid funnel. We're going to try and get them to convert or we'll lose them to a competitor top of the funnel. We try and push them along in the process or exclude them. Brian Brown replies to question three saying, I would say no if they have not talked about it. Though we try to work towards a blended CPA, ROAS or lifetime value target, we always say non-brand will be expensive to set expectations. Um, and then, yeah, Julie Bicini again replies to um, Eric Farmer where they're talking about, um, yeah, actually question two going, um, I think the key word was likely HubSpot recently suggested that marketing is more of a flywheel than a funnel. I think then we forget the likely part we force people into our funnel and create a bad experience. Um, yeah, Dollar Thomas replies to that saying, I'm not totally in love with that mantra. I've seen it a lot. I think people's just bought whole hog into funnels instead of trying to use a funnel as a broad understanding. Um, Mark replies going, um, yeah, the difference in my opinion is allowing users to get into a new flow and not getting them in a Facebook remarketing audience for the max 180 days of a five second page view which i think happens more often than we'd like to think julie then replies to that saying i'm not going to spoiler myself and my 
Hero Conference talk, but I have a great example of how we often think about potential customers as PPCers. Hmm, interesting. I'll definitely like to see that presentation when it comes out. Um, so Marcus Sisson replies to question three saying, and um, they should, but in reality, it's difficult. Communication is key. However, they might understand and the logic, understand the logic, but they might have a hard time explaining the decreasing ROAS, increasing CPA to their superiors. I think that is one of the biggest disconnects. Um, Dougal Thomas is then um, goes on to um, answer question four for us, saying for category awareness, it's really a PR game. However, you want to design that. I love advertorials for it. For brand awareness, reaching the people who are category aware is your best bet. Could see micro influencers, media mentions, etc. Amale the replies to question four saying, I'm interested to hear in the answers to this one. We try to peak awareness and drive, if it makes sense, to a blog post or on gated download or just encourage spending time getting to know the product. Something we can build on for targeting middle of funnel. Eric Farmer replies, don't assume you know who will buy from you. Test a broad audience with video. I've seen higher view rates going broader. Interesting. Um, and then Max Media comes with their answer to question four, saying our top of funnel approach is a mix of branded and high priority non-branded keywords with search ad copy that incorporates said keywords. Display campaigns tend to be based on whether the client has the resources available. So yes, client definitely need to give you the resources to be able to actually do lots of um, top of funnel um yeah analysis or even like activity because those stuff are a lot more expensive i find and then we've got Dwayne brown continuing his answer for question four saying i'm dropping some knowledge at brighton seo and hero conference for two prospecting audience we don't see others in-house or agency team use so far they have been our go-to for the last 18 months be there or be square that's very very good um promo for getting people to come to his talk for Brighton SEO and Hero Conf. Nice, nice one, Jane. So um Julie Bichin then replies to question four saying, like many others, I like social for awareness building, focusing on one general piece of content and paying for traffic to it can be good for top of funnel. Example, plumbing client has post um had post an emergency water heater shot off that we used for this with tight geo targeting. Um, and then, yeah, we've got John Kagan replying to question four saying go broad and generic within the vertical and then send all visitors to audience list to decide to keep them or exclude them going forward. That's a very good tip. I'm going to be taking that one for my own strategy. And then we've got Stephanie Arnea replying to question four saying I'm repeating myself, but that really depends on the client or niche. I usually do a brainstorm to see what would be possible targeting options in the bottom of funnel, but often it is it is paid social or display in Google ads. Marcus Dustin replies saying use data. That is definitely the backbone of all um, our strategy in PPC. I feel if you don't use the data, yeah, just walking blind. Um, and then he continues, you have so many places to base solid top of funnel audiences off of. Segment highly light, lifetime value users and create a lookalike. All purchases lookalike. Add to cart lookalike. Affinity audiences from highest lifetime value customers. All that without just taking a guess. So yeah, I hope you're taking notes of all these um, amazing feedback or amazing tips because i sure am so julie bicini then continues to question five saying what do you find to be the best strategies and tactics to use when targeting middle of funnel type traffic 
um, for the first answer for that, we've got Kirk going over, over simplification. I find middle of funnel traffic as users who have demonstrated most some interest in your brand, product or service who are not yet ready to purchase. Thus, remarketing is crucial here, but not always pushing towards the final purchase, just pushing them on. Um, and then, yeah, to question five, Julie replies, branded and more specific search term in for search ads and retargeting in both display and social is what I tend to do for the middle of funnel people. Help them through the most typical uh, thought process or consideration of your product service with your ads and landing pages. And then Amalia comes in with our answer going, honestly, I find a lot of the time we, or as in me and my team, are guilty of skipping the middle of funnel and going from top of funnel to bottom of funnel. Lisa Sander then replies to question five, saying for middle of funnel, think about things that you know or have learned about potential users and have strong evidence from top of funnel tactics remarketing, lookalikes, similar audiences, etc., or consideration types of keywords behavior. Stephanie Ernie replies, Green RLSA for middle of funnel keywords to visitors coming from top of funnel campaigns is one thing I usually include. And then Haley Dixon replies to question five saying, I think video can work really nicely here to develop some relationship or build trust. And then Mark Gustafson replies to question five saying, I personally don't consider any cold traffic mid funnel. For me, middle of funnel is for longer sales cycle. They were interested in high level content. Now let's educate them with deeper content to get them to the point of purchase. I like testing with middle of funnel is a necessary step. Um, and then you've got El Chase replying to question fives, um, saying this is probably oversimplifying, but just making sure we have the appropriate message depending on who they are. Do they get a catalog already visited, specific travel destinations, product groups, help them make that last step. Eric Farmer then replies to question five, saying um, the creative depends on the objective of the step in the funnel, but I love testimonial videos, using product reviews, images where product takes up to 40 to 50% of the image. And a lot of times at this point, the objective is to get them to the product page and add to cart. Um, and then, yeah, we've got Julie going on to question six, um, going that she's already, we already covered this already, but still, um, what do you find to be the best strategies and tactics to use when targeting bottom of funnel type traffic? So yeah, I thought that's a lot of what PPC, um, you know, really focuses on. But let's see what um, our experts have said. Dwayne Brown replies um, to question five first, saying going competitor bidding is one area, of course. People who really know um, they have a problem and need help sorting through all the options. JD Prater replies to question five, saying leveraging channels where people go to read reviews, evaluate products, and gather more information about your products or services. That's rarely paid or socials or sorry, that's rarely paid social or search. Um, so going to question six, we've got Eric Farmer answering saying, do not limit branded search for one, let it spread its wings and fly. JD Prater replies, watch your frequency, especially across channels. More than likely, you're overwhelming and turning people off with high frequencies. Um, and JD Prater then goes on to question six as well, continues saying, I also like to use UGC here to help with social proof and um, fear of missing out. Emotion drives sales. That's very true. Um, Stephanie Ernie replies to question six, saying main focus is being present as much as we can on the keywords that count, but always checking ROAS, of course. Lisa Sanna replies saying high probability tactics 
brand and variation direct competitors by keywords specific model names or numbers direct commerce or lead gen formats um julie replies to question six saying branded search campaigns for sure in search adding in terms you target for non-branded that include buy location and such that indicate a readiness to purchase from someone and then marcus Tipson replies to question um six going bottom of funnel ads need to be strong don't beat around the bush what do you want them to do tell them here also please don't have this audience set for 180 to 540 days so yeah going to question seven she um julie bicini um, asked do you find the concept of the funnel to be problematic if so how if not why not and then stephanie ernie replies to question seven saying i think it makes it easier to create a strategy hardest part hardest part is as always making the client understand the value of using the funnel and understanding the KPIs for every part of the funnel and why they are different. Julie Bicini replies to question seven saying, I think the funnel concept is at least somewhat problematic. It kind of only really considers things from the seller's point of view and masquerading as the buyer's point of view a lot of the time too. It is also not a realistic depiction of how most people search and decide. And then we've got Julie Pratter replying to question seven saying, it's good for simplicity and makes for a good visual. However, the buyer's journey just isn't that linear anymore. Amali replies to question seven, saying like anything else in our industry, I find that it is used with a lack of consistency as to definition or practical application, the problematic part. Every agency will explain it and use it differently, which doesn't help clients or consumers. Dwayne Brown replies to question 7A. <laughs> I think you meant to write A7 even. Saying, um, I don't even know if back in the day it was that straight of a buying process. We say it was because it's, it sounds good. People still asked for um, recommendation by friends. How we buy is not that simple. Eric Farmer replies to question 7 saying, defining a funnel doesn't mean everyone's going to follow it. There are countless buying habits and funnels do not account for all, so don't box yourself in. Mark Gustafson replies to question 7 saying, the funnel concept is bad when your advertising actions only support it. I believe all warm audiences need to be nurtured. Is the reason organic Facebook was so important before it was relationship building. It gave them a wider knowledge of your offering or brand. Um, Haley Dixon then goes on to question seven saying, tends to assume people are in these neat, discrete stages. They're not necessarily people moving up and down, fall out or fall in. So yeah, it's not, yeah, just all neat packages of top of funnel, bottom of funnel, um, middle of funnel. We actually really have to be very creative with um, how we deal with loads of consumer types and where they're at. Um, so yeah, Lisa Sander replies to question seven again, saying talking about the funnel feels a little old school, but it makes tactics understandable for most marketers. I think analytics have opened people's eyes to get beyond the assumptions that it's not a straight path and has so many iterations. That is very true. So yeah, it's not just three groups of people that exist. There are loads of different groups of people. And you always need to be evolving our different strategies as um, the customers bases keep evolving as well. Julie Puccini then goes on to question eight saying, if you could change one thing about how clients perceive any aspect of the funnel, what would it be? Um, and then yeah, going to answer question eight, so, um, Eric Farmer goes that every step of the funnel means money. <laughs> so yes, it's 
very important about um, for clients to know that even though they're not seeing the direct return from that customer in that particular um, strategy, it is actually adding money to another part of the strategy, i.e. PPC. So doing something in Facebook might increase the, the your volume of money and the money return that you get in um, paid search, for example. Um, so, but yeah, to just quickly um, go to um, Doug R. Thomas's question, answer to question seven, um, he goes, the funnel is fine so long as it's not the only way you're trying to understand the customer's journey. Yes, that's right. Um, Stephanie only goes, what I find hard as well is when a client is in such a niche that the potential volume is so low, you cannot really use segmented remarketing. You want to create this great funnel strategy, but uh, well, yes, when you're talking with, um, yeah, you're dealing with a very niche um, client that, that that only delves in like a certain locale or different part of a country it can be quite difficult to actually start segmenting audiences. Um, Kirk Williams replies to question eight, go in value, top of funnel, more, build a brand, don't just try to survive. Yes, the brand building is very important. Um, and then yeah, JD Prato replies to question eight saying, stop focusing on the bottom of the funnel. It's the most competitive and most expensive way to grow. Dwayne Brown replies to question eight, maybe not the funnel as much as they should not expect uh, to spend $100 this week and get back $100 tomorrow or next week each and every time. So yes, that's the whole point of diminishing return. And at some point, the more you spend is not actually giving you more money. So be really careful about what area you're spending in. And then we've got Stephanie Ernie's reply to a question eight, um, going taking the audience as the start of creating a funnel and focus more on creating your brand. But that requires you to have a brand. Some clients just lack a vision and overall strategy in their business. Um, Amali replies to question eight saying to remember that digital doesn't exist in a vacuum. There are other factors at play and to not force people down the funnel. Also to have different KPIs at different stages. Yes, yes, a million times yes. Um, so Julie Bicini then goes on to our final question of the day, question nine going, is there a better model than the funnel that you wish was more widely known and or adopted? Um, and then you've, we've got uh, Mark Gustafson replying to question nine, saying, I like the flywheel concert I mentioned um, earlier. I think he meant concept even. Um, sure data supports that when people display certain actions, certain results occur, keep doing, doing that, but be aware of those that aren't acting, help give them other things to be interested in. Eric Farmer replies to question 19, I like to call it the funnel cake model. Every time someone converts, I eat a cake. Uh, and yeah, Julie Bicini goes, I could totally get behind that platform, me too. Um, Emma Far Franks replies to question nine saying, um, Brian Gaynor 12, that's the handle, Brian, Brian Gaynor. Um, he goes, um, he introduced us to the framework of RAD, reach, attract, decide, which I like because it is more focused on the specific actions you want a user to take based on their interaction, rather than trying to align those actions into a linear structure. structure. Um, and Kirk Williams Red goes, this slide I made this year, uh, made last year for presentation works, and it's just literally these lines going up and down the place. I'll actually share that um, in the details of this podcast. Um, Stephanie Ernie, they replied going, in essence, they are all the same, I think. Um, traditionally, people have an issue with the funnel kind of ending at the bottom, but that is just how you perceive the funnel visually and explain it because it is never really ending.
and I'm Julie Bicinini and goes I like the flywheel concept too here's a piece from HubSpot explaining it um, and I will be sharing that link with you guys um, in the discussion and in the in the details of this podcast so look out for that I didn't actually realize there was a flywheel um, concept going on so yeah that is very interesting um, so yeah with the quote Julie Bicini replying to Stephanie where Stephanie had said in essence, in essence they are all the same I think traditionally people have an issue with the funnel kind of ending at the bottom but that is just how you perceive the funnel Julie Bicini continues at the end of the first funnel shouldn't you really be shifting them into a retention funnel or process anyway so it is not the end of interacting with them hopefully just a shift yes that's right. So Stephanie replies, yes, retention, cost sell, upsell, creating brand ambassadors, keeping our client can be just as important as getting someone into the funnel. I think keeping the client is the most important because then you know where your repeat purchases is actually coming from. So yeah, we've gone. I'm then going to end with um, John Kagan, some of John Kagan's answers. He goes on to answer question seven saying, it's a buzzword for the most part today. Part, it's annoying question eight he goes the funnel is not the sale it's the process it is the sale process understand a consumer has to go end to end to convert and question nine he goes i like the patient journey in farmers slightly better so yes and that's all about being patient so yeah i'm going to um end on that we've got um yeah julie between thanking us all for Join in the chat, join us again next where the topic is yet to be determined. Um, if we've got any topic ideas, please share them or DM hers or even post it up in the comments that we're going to um, have over here. Um, we've also got like a very good answer I feel like I missed, say where J.D. Pratchett actually shared a link um, from Forrester and he goes, I like this one from Forrester. Um, yeah, it looks like a lot of circles and arrows going different directions. You'll see what I mean when I share the link. Oh, so, um, hope you've enjoyed this chat. Hope you found it useful hearing about top of funnel, middle of funnel, bottom of funnel, knowing that all parts are important, knowing that it's not just about a funnel pathway, that there are different concepts as well to actually follow. Um, so yeah, I hope you found that useful and found some really great tips in terms of strategies for your top of funnel, middle of funnel, and bottom of funnel, because yeah, I think some of those were greatly shared in terms of where to use brand, you know, branded terms and more specific search terms and added terms to your target for non-branded um, that include buy, location and such. Um, so yeah, definitely some great tips that I'll be thinking of going into work tomorrow. So I hope you found this talk useful and um, took some great takeaways. Um, if you want to chat about any of this or this topic or any paid media or um, data analysis solution, do get in touch with me by sending me an email at hello at mindswan.com and remember for your campaigns or businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye